live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, off to the races for another installment for the archives of the Conspiracy Farm. Jeffrey Wilson, as always, riding shotgun with my El Partenero in Crime, Pat Militich. How you doing, Sensation? I love it when you do the Russian accent. I'm doing great, brother. That wasn't really Russian. I just kind of pulled that out of my ass. I'm not sure what that one was. But we're stoked today as we have keep keep the line the lineup of just hammers coming, man. I've been a fan of this guy for so long. My goodness, uh, this guy, you find him on the old YouTube, YouTube star, podcaster, researcher, filmmaker, some incredible films. Uh, Jason Burmis is joining us today. How are we doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for the very nice introduction, my friend. Yeah, I wanted to keep it brief. I mean, you're, the, the list of uh, the work you've done is quite lengthy and distinguished, man. You've been at it for quite a while. That's why I really wanted to, been meaning to get you on for quite a while. But, you know, like you were saying, I wish this was under better circumstances. But, you know, what better time to have you on than during the... Uh, global pandemic as it were it's kind of unbelievable right Um, it is i i you know we've been prepared for this not only from you know our government officials and people from the world economic forum bill and melinda gates foundation johns hopkins cdc who but popular culture for 40 50 years you know a lot of people are pointing to the dean Koontz novel but i could talk about the stand that that book's about 40 years old as well we could talk about contagion of course that's popular right now outbreak any number of comic books and even that sasha baron cohen film where you know there's a plot to have a virus go out throughout the world so you know the idea that you know we haven't been preconditioned for some kind of hysteria for this number one i i think you, you can't even argue that at this point point. and unfortunately no matter how bad the disease is and they're calling a disease a virus whatever right. whatever you want to call it the results are going to be much much worse and i didn't want to believe it i didn't think it was going to make it to the united states i was in denial when i was watching the videos come out of china and my lit- litmus test was really, well, let's see what a first-world nation like Italy does. And already, because it is a first-world nation, and they have access to the Internet, and, you know, these people have a lot more freedom, their death toll officially is bigger. Now, I'm not even trying to get into all the official numbers, but to put that in perspective, Italy is a nation of 60 million people, and China is a nation of 1.2 billion people, 120th to size. So... To say that China was honest about the numbers, I think that that's right. a myth that's been shattered at this point. Yeah. So, and and when you talk about outbreak, I, I, that freaks me out because Gupta and Lawrence uh, Sanjay Gupta and Lawrence Fishburne scene where they're talking together during that movie. That's Contagion. And Sanjay and then and then Sanjay Gupta. What's that? That's that's the movie Contagion. Yeah. Sorry, I, I mixed it up. But that's right. either way, uh, Sanjay Gupta then on live news. Using the exact like he was do, he was rehearsing or reliving the scene out of the movie using the exact same words that Lawrence Fishburne was using out of the movie. Yeah. Well, you know, to to kind of go back to that point, anybody that's been following my recent work, like within the last couple of days, knows that. 
basically I've been part of this event 201 series. And this yeah, is why right. I think it's important because this is something that was put out there in October of 2019 by Johns Hopkins, by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation at Davos, the World Economic Forum, a bunch of unelected minions of the predator class, representatives from the CDC like George Gao, who we're hearing from, a liar from yeah. China. Then representatives like Stephen Rice of the CDC here, people we're hearing from, a liar from this country. Okay, representatives of the World Bank, of NBC Universal on how to stop quote unquote conspiracy theories and control information. You know what's rarely talked about? The health and safety of the public. Right. It's all about movement of infrastructure and businesses. And at the end of the day, it's praising globalization, give up your rights to uh, a one world type order under the United States, uh, United Nations, the IMF, the World Bank. And this is something the predator class has wanted forever. I mean, you know, talk about my films, but especially my films, Invisible Empire, A New World Order Defined and Shade the Motion Picture kind of outline this. Right. And that's why I think it's really important that now when you have one side or a couple sides now, right? For instance, China and Iran saying U.S. bioweapon, right? And then the other side, you know, Pompeo calling it the Chinese virus, Trump making sure to call it the Chinese virus and from China. Listen, <laughs> well, I, and, and the key, China. you know, you to play a crowd. There's no doubt about it. But think about that. That's limiting the whole thing. Yeah. We know, at least right now, there are two separate strains of this that are major. Now there are mainstream reports of 40 different mutations. I don't know what to believe. But right. you look at the two strands, and more than likely, we have evidence that at least one of those strands was in the United States as soon as January with mass spread. Uh, I had from three I to had it in January. more infectious than the actual flu, yet... Most people don't suffer any symptoms and are asymptomatic carriers. Right. That's how you know selective testing's already been used. So if you were to release a bioweapon and say that second strand was a little more deadly, why would it be a nation state? You know, there's plenty of espionage out there otherwise. I know that people are pointing to the Harvard professor, for instance, that was arrested uh, basically for working with two Chinese uh, military people, one of which right. was caught with vials of biomedical material, but we don't know the whole story there. There are other stories that say that Saudi Arabia was in that same investigation. So to, to again say that China did it or the United States, why not somebody on behalf of, you know, these people that have been talking about eugenics and praising this stuff forever, like exactly. a Prince Philip or a George Soros or a Michael Bloomberg or any number of these guys that have praised basically population control, <clears throat> Bill Gates. Yeah. So they're the problem. Population control, financial reset, moving away from an energy-based, you know, a resource-based economy to an energy-based, you know, carbon credits, social credit, et cetera. You right. know, the, the enter the digital dollar. So the digital yeah. currency thing is what freaks me out. J J the, the digital cur currency thing. You know, even if you think Trump is a white hat, which I pray he is, but, you know, it remains to be seen how he deals with this, whether he kills the Fed and go, so on and so forth. But, look, we know Trump is going after human traffickers, pedophiles, uh, cartel members, drug dealers, all of that. Do they sell Trump on a digital currency simply to go after these people? That sort of line of thinking could be easily sold to a guy who feels that he is doing God's work and going after these people. 
So let's talk about Trump for a second. Let's even roll it back a little further, because I don't think okay. Trump went in there with any other intentions that he was motherfucking Superman and going to take down that deep state he talked about. But let's watch that devolve very quickly. All right. For instance, every time that he really was about to nut up, he had to shut up, especially in Syria. He was on a tour, basically, for weeks saying it's time to get out of Syria. We're going to find out a way. Then what happens? The quote unquote chemical attack in Duma. Right. A, right. An attack that James Mattis couldn't even answer Tulsi Gabbard at the time had even happened. Well, fast forward to October of this year, and you started to get those WikiLeaks OPCW leaks that confirmed everything I said. Instead of saying, hey, I made a mistake, I should fire all these people that told me that this was real, he never did anything. And we're still not out of that Syrian conflict. Right. That would have been a good time to do that, to actually say, hey, I was lied to my, my advisors, they need to go. Couldn't do it then. Well, one of the reasons he couldn't do it is he's caught up in this fake Russiagate thing. We all know that's fake. Yeah. We all know there, there is no um, you know, Russia collusion or even Russian hack. All the evidence shows that that was downloaded from the DNC internally. I don't even want to open that can of worms. We've talked about I, it several I, times on the show, yeah. I've yeah, worked yeah. on it vastly. I mean, there's just so much evidence to show you that not only did the investigation of Seth Rich happen by the D.C. police, but the FBI and the person that read that file that's not supposed to exist, by the way, but we do know now exists because of the Lisa Strzok and, uh, or I'm, so, I'm sorry, Peter, Peter Strzok and Page. Uh, admissions and declassified documents from Ju Judicial Watch knew it uh, existed before them was Andrew McCabe. Right. Why do you think McCabe walked? He's got dirt on everybody. <laughs> I mean, he's the guy that leaked that information to Hirsch in that phone call. So we're in a very complex state. I mean, you look at the Epstein case, for instance. Bill Barr is telling you he's uh, he killed himself. Bill Barr is part of the cleanup crew. Yeah. I mean, Bill Barr is literally the guy that wrote up the paperwork to bring Noriega over here legally, keep him there for the rest of his life, and he was the youngest attorney general. What was he working on before that? He was working with Bob Mueller, his buddy Bobby, on covering up the BCCI banking scandal, mm. where they were funneling money to bin Laden, where they were doing all their little Iran-Contra deals. Yes, sir. The banks of criminals international that also pointed at Bush's son, Neil. I mean... Mm -hmm. We're talking about generations of deep state right now. And yeah. let's talk about Trump fast forwarded to a guy named Pompeo. Pompeo on on tape saying, CIA head, we lied, we cheated, we stealed. We had, we had entire courses on it, right? Well, he gets up there this week with Trump and he starts talking about how they're in a live exercise. Yeah. And you can see Trump on the side, he's really upset. And he <clears> goes, well, you told us. So I believe up until about a week or two ago, Obviously, the people that were wargaming this knew exactly what was about to happen, but they kept feeding him bullshit. And now he's kind of in a spot where he's trying to keep as much of the economy going as he can and say it's not martial law out there, but it's obviously martial law, as soft as it might be. When you can still get Domino's fucking pizza over hmm. in New Jersey, but you can't get a gun, guess what you got going, brother? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it's very interesting to you know some something obviously has occurred with Trump because he he seemed to one eighty all of a sudden not just from the virus wasn't that bad to it is that bad to now all of a sudden no we're back in two weeks Easter it's all good and while the everyone else is like no bro it's not you know so it's 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 very very interesting to see the United States government dealing with a pandemic with kind of two narratives diametrically opposing well, each I, other 
As, and, and just to point out real quick before you answer that, you know, I had mentioned Cuomo slipped up the other day and said in his press conference, you know, my daughter's really upset because she's stuck with me for months. Oh, it's not and, even slipped up. There it is. That's that. There it is. He just oh. let the cat out of the bag. Pat, let me let me tell you right now that the, the <laughs> reason you're seeing two stories right now is because everything's already been decided. Oh, All right. Mm. I can't tell you the number of people that have already sent me their letters for paperwork for essential services. Once the military is fully in place, um, then you're going to see that essential services are going to be stripped back even further. But let me show you how much information is really being controlled. For, for instance, in New York right now, they've got makeshift morgues set up. I was going to ask you about that. Outside of hospitals. Obviously, this is not a headline. Why? Because they're managing information. De Blasio, as much as I don't like him, why is he being the most honest? Because he knows he's going to hit, be hit first. And any way he wants to dress it, it's going to be full-on military in the streets martial law. For instance, one of the things that was trending today was by Jackie Chan. Why was that trending? Had nothing to do with Jackie Chan. It was a group of police officers trying to disband a group of five or more on New York City and being unable to do so. Well, that's going to change rather rapidly when it's either the National Guard or the Army. So how are they doing it slow style? And well, we, yeah, I'm sorry. We've received information that the Marines have also already been deployed. Yeah. I, and, and you would be 100 percent right on that. And, and, the specific, and the specific tag and caption was my husband's leaving. He said it's going to be like Iraq, 12 to 14 hours, 16 hour shifts. Um, he'll be gone for months. And Marines, you know, they don't guard checkpoints. I mean, they do, but they're more for patrol. Uh, yeah, so urban yeah. patrol. Urban at the patrol, same yeah. Time, let's talk about the the synthesis of this in New York. They had cases that I confirmed all the way back in February in Niagara, in Buffalo, that they completely covered up. There's still unreported cases here in Otsego County where I live. All right. And why are they doing that? Well, first of all, with the selective testing that they started, remember those lawyers worked in the city. But instead of testing people around them in the city, what did they do? They tested their family first, knowing that they would come up positive and have a hot spot. Mm. New Rochelle is about 15 miles away from every containment zone you need to landlock that place, a.k.a. the Cuomo Bridge, uh, the, uh, the Lincoln Tunnel, and the Washington Bridge. Now, that's also a great staging center for as you need to deploy troops down into the city before you lock it off and then afterwards. And then county by county... The infrastructure that you built will also take to the streets with what the sheriff's department and the state troopers, and it will be more manageable than the panic that's going to ensue in the city. Because right now they're doing the best to not have prison riots at Rikers and other places. In fact, another thing that's not being reported, and you can watch it, uh, was a prison break in Washington State where the madness is going on, mm, and yeah. people jump in the fence. In fact, YouTube made that tweet unavailable to my audience yesterday. So they're already managing information. Yeah. We have never seen the type of actual panic and chaos that's going to happen in this country. Disease or not, the wheels are in motion, man. I, I um, will say it for the umpteenth time as we've been grinding out content this week, man. Look at how people are doing each other in stores over water and, and hand sanitizer while everybody's belly's still full and still living somewhat comfortably. That's going to be you know chipped away at very, very slowly but surely. And the architecture, like we've said, has been set up as far as the military presence. Imagine in a few weeks the social impact, no checks coming in, 
nothing's open. You know what I mean? And if they keep hyperinflating the freaking economy, the dollars they do give us aren't going to be worth shit. It's just, I don't see it how in any way, way, shape or form, how this couldn't be, it's, you know, it'll get worse before it gets better, obviously, but how dark and bad it's going to get. This is, that's me, it's a war. Hmm? Well, they're talking about war. They're saying Rosie the River. All right, let's go back to what you said a couple months. If you watch those press conferences, it's not a couple months. You can, in fact, if you watch my videos, I put up the graphic. They say two, four, six, maybe nine months. Now, maybe not the entire country is going to be under lock for nine months, but you have to understand when they put out projections, right, of 40 to 70 percent of the population uh, becoming infected, right? And well, they'll never test that many, but that infected. Well, you're talking about what? You're talking about way more people in New York that live on top of one another being infected. Forget 40 to 70 percent. You're talking probably, you know, 60 to 90 percent of those people are going to become infected. You're going to overrun the systems there. They're already building hospitals out of Stony Brook, Westchester. Those are SUNY dorms, okay, and campuses. The Javits Center, and uh, I forget what the fourth one is right now. Uh, in fact, they did one of the press conferences from the Javits Center. They've already, those are going to take three weeks alone to retrofit. So you, that should let you know this isn't over in April. And de Blasio is saying this is going to bleed into the rest of the country. The paperwork I'm getting are from railway people that are going to be going throughout the country. All right. Mm. Um, the other thing is, and w- while we talk about the military, I think this is really important. Even in my little area, about 10 miles away by the Baseball Hall of Fame, where there ain't many people, in March, They were doing Apache Helicopter National Guard drills. They were doing them a week and a half before over here in L.A. And if you want to get a really good look at what they're actually doing, is they're going through rural-type residential neighborhoods. I'll turn that off. And pulling over what? American citizens taking their weapons, as you can see here. Okay, you're going to see the weapons strip. And then the really bad boys, those aren't Arabs firing guns at the military and there they are lined up you'll see the drop zones later on into like costco and walmart like parking lots this happened in north carolina so to say the military isn't prepared unfortunately to take on the american people they've been doing these type of drills for years yeah and i think the right type of quote-unquote pandemic and the fact that they're fresh on these drills where they're firing uh, automatic weapons in parking lots. Well, who knows where it goes from here? I pray uh, and hope that it doesn't get as dark as that. But I mean, what happens when they say you have to take a vaccine? That's that- what I'm saying, man. That's a huge red line for a lot of people. And going back to what you just said about the military, Pat, I think sent me this, you know, trains in uh, San Diego. I mean, I understand Hummers if you're going to do this. I'm not saying I, I understand that it's okay, but Bradley tanks. Like, why are we needing... Yeah, Bradley, Bradley fighting vehicles, uh, some M1 Abrams, you know, there's there's scenes of, of trains moving all over the place. Now, some military will <clears throat> have told me, said, hey, you know, we were planning uh, maneuvers in Europe and war games in Europe, and so they're bringing the stuff back home. But there's, you know, also, of course, the Germans are moving a lot of equipment around, things like that. But uh, it seems like a, a great way to explain it, in my mind, you know what I mean? So... That's that's the thing that, that troubles me. Remember the big announcement that we were going to get out. We were finally going to get some combat troops out of Afghanistan right before this hmm. this hit the fan. Right. You have to wonder right. if those people coming home are going to be redeployed to the American streets. 
Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. You know, and and one one gentleman who's a, f- a friend of mine sent me a message on Facebook when he saw one of the videos that I sent him of military equipment being moved around and and also a line of Hummers and you've seen it, the line of Hummers going up I fifty five in Illinois towards Chicago. Yeah, he sent me this message and that's all he'd say. And he said, "This is all I can say is massive military operation won't take long." And that. You know, I go, whoa, bro, bro, uh, on domestic soil, mm, yeah. yeah, no, no. Oh, well, that's the thing. How many of these rights are we going to get back? And, hmm. for instance, I don't know if you guys have seen the videos in Belgium of the drones that yes. are now populating the streets with infrared cameras and microphones telling people to go. That could never happen in America except for it already has in California. Yes, downtown L.A. Do you think those have? Do you think those have? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, they probably always have cameras. Obviously, have cameras. Do you think there's some facial recognition going on with some of that software and those things? I mean, I've got a great can run. I've got a great shotgun to shoot those down, though. I hope they come here. What'd you say, Jason? I said that can run either live or after the fact. Remember, facial recognition is kind of just based on imagery anyway. So whether it's real time or not, it, it certainly yeah. could be used for that after the fact. Um, how high def are those cameras? I mean, it's. Pre- I ran a bar. Uh, before I was doing this again full time, and we had some pretty great cameras for a few hundred bucks. Right. So uh, I would imagine they're pretty decent. Um, the other thing about this is why aren't we talking about real solutions? You know, we're talking about the hydrochloricin and the chloricin, but why aren't we, for instance, everybody's talking about this um, nationalization. Uh, okay, and taking over already built factories, but then they want to retrofit these other places for hospitals. Why didn't we uh, immediately uh, get the National Guard into motion to retrofit all the factories that are closed in America? You go to Michigan alone, and you probably have a a good working place where you can start uh, manufacturing what? Not only tests, but masks and even possibly ventilators, which seems to be the big thing uh, that's you know, not there in Italy, not there in Spain for these people dying on the ground. And yet we're not doing that. And we're also not saying, let's catch it early and deploy something like vitamin C intravenously that's already been peer-reviewed. We got somebody in New York featuring this, and I'm hoping this goes as viral as the uh, hydrochloroquine. But there's already been peer-reviewed studies in February on this. And if it's caught early, these people do a lot better than uh, the people that don't get it. And obviously, you know, Pat, the better your immune system is, the less likely you're going to be infected by any type of virus. Sure, sure. And, you know, with this, having having had uh, our scientist friend on, George Pardos, we talked initially early on in this whole thing about the Neanderthal gene being something that the more you had of it, the more resilient you were going to be against this particular virus. And and he walked away from that a little bit, but we came back to it because the, the statistics in Germany show that for a huge number of people that have been infected in Germany, um, they have a low mortality rate, which says that they have a very high Neanderthal gene over there. And so it's very interesting, right? That, that, uh, and, and he also leaned towards it being created in a lab because of that, right? Well, a, genet- a genetic-specific bioweapon. Right. Globally, it hasn't attacked children as much. Now, I will say this. We have our first report in the United States of somebody who is under 18 years old but with all the autoimmune diseases out there it doesn't really surprise me in fact the numbers have kind of been bent 
from the beginning. In yeah. New York City, where they are doing uh, these tests in rapid fashion, the majority of cases seem to be military-age men, 18 to 49. Now, we'll see what you know the ones that need to be hospitalized and the ones that end up actually dying are. There are people um, not only in their 40s, but in their 30s, also being reported to have died in New York. And again, you're not seeing that much in the uh, in the news. And I think that's, again, just to kind of keep the panic keep down. Keep the fear going, just, yeah. Economy again, and they bought a bunch of suckers in again, but that's going to go down by the end of the week. Think about it. They set up rules about a month ago so they could shut down the, uh, the New York Stock Exchange uh, artificially for the first time. They did it three times right. before they went full digital. Now the shenanigans are afoot. We're going to have all these digital dollars that apparently are just kind of like IMF, SDR, special drawing rights, zeros and ones. Yeah. They're not even going to print this stuff. <laughs> and how does it get distributed? I can't go to my bank right now. I've got to make an appointment if I want to go to my bank right now. Really? Right. only gives me so much money. People don't want cash <laughs> right now. So, you know, in the legislation, and supposedly it's already been taken out, but people are pushing for that digital dollar, guys. Which is supposedly, you know, a digital wallet, which is apparently you get at birth, like a social security number, and this is just one step away from what China's doing. It's not a one-way street. Not only can they put money into it, but if they don't like how you, you know, how many beers you bought, you know, why'd you buy that six-pack? Why'd you put, donate to that political party? They could take stuff out, and then they could establish some measure of social credit where, no, you, you messed up this month. You can't go on that train. You can't go on that plane, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's where we're headed towards. I mean, it's already been established in China. And don't forget, yeah. before all this, China wanted all 1.2 billion of its citizens to be under some form of that social credit score. I think it was by like June or July of this year, by 2020. Like they had already had hundreds of millions of the 1.2 billion people out there under this thing. And it's a catch-all. When you have an authoritarian regime, like it or not, you have to wonder, were dissidents basically targeted and then coronavirus could that happen in america how much of our information is going to be controlled after all in event 201 they talked about social media and controlling information right. and we know right now youtube is taking videos down that don't even go against their uh, terms and services we saw flashes of this when during these impeachment hearings i've got over 1100 videos on my channel there is one that has been blocked globally and it is louis gomer talking <laughs> about erica caramello bar dare i say his cia name i can't because they might ah. censor this so it wasn't even me saying who the whistleblower might be right. it was right. a member of congress who said it during a public hearing that everybody should be able to see and that thing is globally locked to this day so when you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people are dying globally. What will tech giants like Google, YouTube, AKA Alphabet, and really just an extension of this military and media uh, industrial complex. After right. all, you look at Google. I mean, they're so hard a core in bed with NASA. You'd think, oh, well, they're going to the moon or they're going to Mars. No, right. going to AI yep. and digital satellites that are gonna project 5G automation. 
get with the program. The Internet so. of Things, baby, the smart grid. When as we and as as surreal as it is, man, obviously we saw a lot of us have seen in the paper the other day how the DOJ is looking for expanded powers to arrest people indefinitely and just take them away. And then literally, I mean, this is everywhere, I think, in the country. But here in St. Louis, friends who are on that essential list had to get papers to prove that they are legally uh, able to travel. So people are being stopped and they're, you know, where is the papers? In in 2020, that shit's happened. I mean, it's just mind boggling. Well, here's the thing. Let's think about mind boggling. Let's talk about how real dark it could get, because right now. You're basically getting an email and a PDF file. There's not even a QR code to scan. Well, that's because the infrastructure's not there yet. But when there are military checkpoints and that infrastructure is there, at the very least, at the very least, you'll have some kind of QR code. It's more likely that you will have some kind of badge and they'll save the QR codes like Ticketmaster when they allow you to come to one of the big stores, the only stores that are hiring, aka Walmart, Costco, BJ's, the ones that are actually going to be open when this thing rolls out a little bit further. What could be extremely scary, and I pray and hope this is not deployed. I've seen no evidence that this could or would be deployed right now unless we saw hard coup action in this country. But think about what we did in Afghanistan and Iraq starting in 2003. We did biometric eye scans of people. Mm. And that way they don't need a card. Hey, we'll just get your biometric eye scan. In fact, maybe that won't be mandatory, but maybe it's something they integrate for you. At these checkpoints. Yeah. Uh, that would be some, I mean, we're, we're already beyond Orwellian or Brave New World. We're almost in the realm of uh, children of men. Like, uh, that that's what I feel like. We're in, like, the part of children of men nobody saw. Because at the end of this, right, we don't know where the virus came from. People will be blaming governments. There's disinformation that white supremacists are going to use it as a bioweapon being put out. I mean, it's a hodgepodge, man. Sure. Who do you trust after this? I mean, it almost yeah. doesn't matter, you know, because the consequences, you know, whoever did it or, you know, real is all hell. So this is an interesting question from a I've, I've got a Facebook live going, guys. And Ron Tursak, who's a guy that I know from this area, said, um, are you guys worried you're going to be shut down or targeted because of your information? Once again, I'm being 100 percent serious. Look, I, we already know we've already had been demonetized on YouTube and had a lot of other issues um even even i mean we we had trouble recording shows for for how long jeff uh, it, was, it was a minute we had to shut it down for a I hot mean, second we, yeah. we had trouble recording shows for some time on skype on uh, all stuff we couldn't do it and i can't connect facebook live anymore we can, there's a bunch of stuff that we've been shut down on but i can tell you this that to me it's worth it to let everybody know the the potential uh, nightmare with all of this because either way if this thing goes real south we're all going to be chasing our pets around with knives um, because we're starving. And that, that happened in Venezuela uh, just, just last year. So don't think it can happen here. Well, I'll tell you what. One of the very first things when I started to wake up to this, um, I was in D.C. just before CPAC. So I happened to be there um, with a group called Action for Assange. It was during the extradition hearings. And we were out in front of the White House. And we went to the DOJ. Um, but interestingly enough, Uh, National File ended up putting on like an Alex Jones InfoWars event. And for anyone that doesn't know, uh, you know, I'm the first guy Alex Jones ever gave a show to 10 years ago. I haven't talked to him actually 11 years ago, uh, maybe even 12. My God, it's been a long time, but hadn't seen him in about uh, 10 years. I don't think we'd spoken in about eight, but I get there and, you know, that's the issue. And I'm in this hotel and all of a sudden I see like real panic buying and people talking about this. And I'm like, 
really, this is really going to go down. Mm -hmm. Like, people are panic buying in D.C. What is happening? So when I was riding back, I was warning my audience. I said, you know what? This looks like at the very least you want to have a few weeks of food. You want to have toilet paper just to make sure that you cannot be price gouged. Or if you really want hand sanitizer, I wouldn't recommend it. I want immunity. You know what I mean? I I want to get Um, But that's just me. Um, You decide for yourself. But then I also said, you know, they're already telling you that the biggest outbreaks are going to be in old folks' homes. I'm like, if your dad or your grandpa's in one of these places and you're really serious about seeing them for the next few weeks or months or whatever, maybe you want to get them out now. And progressively, all these things started coming true. And I'm in New York. I got so many loved ones um, that are on the other side of those bridges and those tunnels it frightens me. You know, forget about, you know, the Long Islanders I'm really concerned with, but the ones in the city, forget about it. And literally 10 minutes before uh, I got on this show, I talked to one of my buddies who was an NYPD up until a year ago. He works down in Dutchess County now. And we just had a long talk about everything because I, I don't believe everybody in law enforcement or the military is bad. But I also believe that they're trained in such a way when there's mass panic and mass hysteria. And like you said, the cupboards are empty, Pat. Things can right. go down in a very, very bad manner as well-intentioned to those as those people in uniform are. Right. Here's an interesting thing from WGN-TV in Los Angeles. Uh, they are reporting now that water and power will be shut off to yep. businesses who refuse to close. Dude, you talk about Stasi government I movement. Saw that. Yeah, dude. Uh, Jesus. You know, that's that's you talk about taking the freedom of people to, to earn a buck and and do anything. And th- all those people out there who are saying, and I want to get this in because this is important. And Jeff and I talked about this earlier. All the people out there that are saying, oh my God, look, um, you, you're ignoring the people that are going to pass away from this virus. When the flu kills half a million people a year, uh, we're not shutting things down. We're at 20,000 deaths so far. And this thing has been around longer than people realize. I had it in January. Americans were getting it as early as November. So imagine how long the Chinese were having it before they were bringing it over here on planes. But yeah. when you go through the history of, of plagues and pandemics, we're talking 100 million people, 2 million people in one year, 1 million people, 36 million people in six years in one of them, 500 million people uh, for the smallpox. Uh, in one century, and we're yeah. at 20,000 right now after six to eight months of this thing, it no way, in no way, shape, or form adds up to the numbers of, of previous pandemics that have swept across this world. This thing is a work. In my mind, this thing is a work. It's a real pandemic. How it was caused does not matter, but they are using this as a false flag to collapse the system and restart it. That's all, that's, that's, I mean, that's the only way, that's the only conclusion I can come to by just sitting back and observing all the things that we've looked at. Well, I think you're right in the fact that, um, for instance, this no matter what, right, this is going to be used to restart the system. There's no doubt. The predator class swoops in. The World Bank swoops in. And they take up the bits and pieces of whatever infrastructure is left. Hmm. Yeah, people need to realize your 401ks, if they were in the stock market, are already done. You're in imagination land. Um, like you said, are we going to have wheelbarrows of money? I mean, I get it. A lot of Americans are already card-worky, card-no-worky because they have an EBT card and they have an allowance from the government. There's still a large portion of us that work for our money, okay, and are going to be very upset when their uh, standard of living is completely reduced. We haven't even talked about the social aspects of being under this lock and key. You know, you just talked about um, L.A. County. I think it's important 
to note that he said that he would also deputize people to go on the streets and shut these businesses down and p tell people to go. That means somebody that doesn't have to have a law enforcement background. And a lot of this um, legislation, if you even want to call it that, really executive orders that yeah. have been passed, they can also deputize people to come and swab you or uh, do <sighs> medical procedures. Hell so, no. That was in the that was in the L.A. thing today. What's that? What you just said, they could deputize people to swab you? Oh, that's that's nationally. Just read that. Yeah. That's 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 already yeah. nationally. That's the FEMA Act that put 50 oh, of them here. People aren't reading into or listening to exactly what this is. But as far as um, deputizing people on the streets on top of that, that's something that was vocalized by the mayor of L.A. County several days ago. I've got it in my Twitter feed. You know, so, when they ship us off, sorry, when, when they ship us off to the FEMA camps, I'm going to demand to see the menu first before I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in there. You know? Well, here's the thing, Pat. Forget about FEMA camps. This is a, another thing that's extremely worrisome to me. Now, I'm in Otsego County. We've already got the biomedical tents outside of the hospitals. In my very, very small county that really the only uh, economy uh, that's worth noting are the two colleges here and the fact that we have the Baseball Hall of Fame and then two large um, Little League parks. Okay, one is already closed down, assuming that the military is going to take take that over. It's giant. It has 26 fields. I used to head the video department there. It's very large. The the other one may be used as well. Why? Because Cuomo's already said that every hospital has to be 50% more bed capacity. He wants 100 uh, capacity. What does that mean? Well, just one of those hospitals that has 200 beds now legally has to have 300, and they want 400. Again, this is coming. Yeah. In a very, very big way, panic or not. And once they militarize everything and have checkpoints everywhere, it will not go away. And yes, my friend, my, my, my friend who's my right. friend who's a Navy SEAL just commented when you're talking about checkpoints and surveillance and everything else. Uh, my friend who's a former Navy SEAL goes, uh, you have one in your living room. I, he's right. He's listen. He's at, listen. That's the other thing. I've been talking about those things forever. One of the things that I don't have in my living room is at least anything with a camera. I already realized the 26 smart devices and the watch that I have on have microphones, have cameras yeah. on them, track my GPS. But that's another aspect to this. When they're talking about, about deployment of technology to geolocate you and the yes. spread of this disease, that means, again, if you're quarantined and they have your phone number and you're somewhere you're not supposed to be because you're not an essential worker, you're not going to be there. You're going to have somebody tracking that and then informing whatever local officer is there to take you home. I don't want to think how scary this could be because I'm sure you guys saw some of the videos out, out of China. But yeah. I, I want to say we're going to get to China level. Well, let me let me ask you about that, because I, yeah. I was just wondering, you know, because China has an intranet as opposed to Internet. And they have those huge firewalls. How are those videos getting out of China? I'm not saying they're all fake. I think some of them could be. But is that is that something that could raise concern for you at all? As some of the videos, maybe. But when I'm watching people literally in dog collars and chains walking down the street or people being walked into containment zones I or women being ripped out of cars and then stabbed in the neck and going limp, or I'm seeing them getting ripped out of their houses, or I'm seeing massive spray jobs. I actually retweeted some of that stuff within the week throughout communities. And then 
I see this, and I think that this is really important to just kind of who put built, all of the who, who built those trucks? Who built Which those truck? trucks? Why were those trucks built in the first place, right? What trucks are we talking about, Pat? We're talking about the trucks with the giant, looks like cement mixers tipped up in the air, spraying massive amounts of whatever the hell it is they're spraying, and there's like 50 trucks rolling down the street, spraying down the entire city. It's bizarre. Who, very who bizarre. built these trucks? Hey, I need, you know, hey, I just want to send an order for uh, this truck that I need that can spray, you know, thousands of pounds of chemicals into the air. And, oh, by the way, I need about 10,000 of those trucks for all the cities across across the country. W where does that even come from? Who thought that shit up? <laughs> it's a good question. But then again, we live in a country that used to spray cadmium sulfate on cities like St. Louis without them knowing it. And not only via planes, we get into all the quote unquote uh, chemtrail stuff or other kind of biochemicals. But one of the things they actually did is they went through poorer neighborhoods with retrofitted station wagons and sprayed it that way. Of course, everybody didn't have a, a camera phone then. But getting back to China and the importance of this lockdown and the things that I just talked about is, again, something the mainstream media did not focus on. What you are looking at for people that can actually see this is the NASA imagery of basically the CO2 and pollution that comes out of China from January 1st to January 20th, 2020. Now, what's significant about this is this is about 27 percent of the world's pollution. I want people to think about that. If we did everything little Greta Greta wanted us to do, that'd be about 7 cent per day. So in other words, this would be about four of Greta's days per days because guess what? It all went away. Yeah. It all went away from February 10th to the 25th. What does that mean? They had a complete shutdown of what the supply chain all their factories that we are so dependent on. How did they fix that? And this is how I knew the economic, and this is also how a lot of people, you know, the minions of the predator class, these senators knew to get out of the market and dump, dump, dump. Well, they took their slaves from Western China and they moved them into the forced labor factories of BMW, Apple, of uh, Amazon. What are some of the other loving companies? Nike, Sony, Volkswagen. You notice that wasn't headlines. No, they got the economy up and running again, not by the already kind of crazy slave labor they have, you know, the Foxconn suicide nets. We're talking hmm. gun the head labor across the way because these people have different religious beliefs than they'd like. That's where we're at, guys. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you about, I mean, obviously with people having some level of foreknowledge, you got your Diane Feinsteins who was rolling around with a Chinese spy as a driver for 20 years, sold her stock. And we'll see if, you know, there's any ramifications from that. Certainly hasn't been from her rolling with a spy for 20 years, but clearly, clearly somebody, you know, they knew what was up. They knew what was coming. Look at all the CEOs. I mean, look yeah. how many CEOs dropped off from like October to even into February with Bob Iger. I mean, the amount of Google C CEOs that stepped down and weren't even going to be consultants. I, I mean, a lot of people dropped off the map. Bill Gates. I mean, that was pretty suspicious. I mean, shit, knowing his role in Event 201, for him to dip out just, you know, what, right in time for all this to kick off? Well, I'll tell you what. You can call me a conspiracy theorist when one of the billionaires drops dead, when a Bill Gates drops dead from this. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be like, you know what? Maybe it was natural. I don't see any of those dropping dead. In fact, the big news today is that... Uh, Prince Charles has yeah. come down with COVID-19. Well, he's surrounded by uh, medical personnel. I don't think he has anything to worry about. But I do think there are plenty of people um, that are basically part of the surf class 
uh, to these people that do have something to worry about because they are going to be just kind of left to die, unfortunately. And yeah. it does suck because had had our uh, military industrial complex, the deep state, if you will, been honest with Trump, the people, you know, like Pompeo, et cetera, had they told him this was a real issue in January, we could have mobilized the military in the right way to retrofit actual factories that we wouldn't have to take over because they're already they're already done. Basically, anyone who owned them would want them retrofitted to run in the first place or could have got a amazing price for them, right? We do the tests there. We do actual mass random testing. People go, Jason, how in the hell could that work? So easy. Without the panic, you go into New York, you set up zones that are proper where the people are in the proper uh, deals. You set it up online where somebody fills something out. They then go to that zone, okay, with their identification, with the filled out paperwork. They then get the test. They then administer the test themselves, completely voluntary. That way you get an actual idea of how many people are infected, how many people are not infected, how many people are asymptomatic, how many people actually need to be hospitalized, and how many people might die from this. And you do 40 to 100,000 of those, where after they take the test, they drop it off. It doesn't take that long anyway. Look, they got drive-through tests now. Right. You know, you talk about FEMA, they're going to be right on the other side of my fence at Walgreens. That's upsetting to me. I wish they weren't going to be there, but they are. What's the news um, about uh, any positive test is being sent to the CDC? Yeah, they were. All right, so that's the thing. Even early on in February, and that's why I'm skeptical about this whole, oh, well, the tests are bad thing. If somebody could come on my show, I would love them to come on and explain exactly what they're testing for. Are you testing for uh, coronavirus in general? Is this the specific strain that we're talking about, the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, mm -hmm. for instance, or is this something completely different? Like, are we testing for antibodies? Because now, for me, one of the truest things that Cuomo has said in his pack of lies is that this has been around forever, a lot of people have had it, and they've recovered from it, and now we should test for antibodies. And I think those are actually all really good things, because then you would get rid of the fear if, say, a million people in the state of New York realized they already had it and got over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then the numbers wouldn't mean as much. Oh, well, when they start when they start demanding when they start demanding mandatory vaccines for everybody, um, I I think I've got the antibodies because I had it so severely. I think my kids had it, and a lot of my broadcast crew uh, from our show out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, in a in a casino out there where all of us went home sick from. So it's it's crazy, but I'm wondering where this goes if 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 there is full lockdown martial law and how long it lasts, and if this is going to be used by Trump to basically suspend the election and just say, I'm the emperor now, baby. Well, I don't think, see, that's the other thing. I don't think Trump wants to suspend any election. Why would it? They got him up against a puppet who's got visible dimension. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> True that. I mean, they do. Listen, Joe Biden, I have followed his career for decades now. Joe Biden's in my film, Fabled Enemies from 2008. Joe Biden is the quintessential establishment globalist piece of shit. Yeah. In yeah. fact, Joe Biden sat there um, back in the day when uh, Barr was going to become the first and youngest attorney general during his confirmation. I mean, he might as well have been giving Barr a hand job on the floor. <laughs> they didn't even take a real vote. They did the yays and nays. You know, this is the Democratic opposition there. Then you fast forward to say, I don't know, 9-11. We could talk about him and China and the push for them back in the day, too, because he's so establishment. But he meets with uh, the head of the Pakistani ISI days after 9-11, the guy who moved $100,000 to Ada like a week before, 
then gets confronted on it twice, says it's classified and he can't talk about it. I mean, this guy mm. is, you know, I've been calling him out way before he was the vice president. Now he can't even get a sentence out. I didn't even talk about all the creepy things he's done and said and the people that he's touched. The fact that the establishment puts him out there as our presidential candidate should let you know uh, how much they respect the collective American consciousness. Yeah. Again, not fucking Big Mac drive-through, but you can't buy a fucking handgun. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. No. And Biden's when you when you mentioned Biden, just just listening to him when he talked about he he equated black kids with cockroaches when he started talking about he goes when he worked at the pool with all the uh, everybody there was you know uh, African American and, and he goes. And he goes and 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 he stutters and 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 I had hairy legs and they and they used to rub my legs down and watch the hair stand back up in the water and and I know about cockroaches and I I know about kids and I like kids in my lap and I just went what the how do you and I've got I've got friends people I know who are posting pro Biden shit on their Facebook page and I'm going wait a minute man who beat you in the head as a child. For <laughs> So that to cause that much um, idiocy, yeah. it's it's incredible. It is incredible. But then again, we we've we've lowered the bar so much. You know, I, I was going through, uh, you know, before this, uh, you know, outbreak really before the hysteria hit America, and showing people uh, the 2008 debates and how far the the bar had been moved. And in 2007, YouTube did its first debate with uh, CNN, and it was all about getting out of Iraq, and they had a plan for Afghanistan, and this was Biden, this was Hillary, this was um, Obama, and those were the mainliners. They actually let people like Dennis Kucinich and Mike Gravel talk, and anti-war people, and we were going to close Guantanamo Bay. All those things are completely out of the window, completely off the spectrum. So when we're talking about suspending elections, how in the world are we going to have elections when people can't leave their house right. and hysteria is going to be at a peak point because some people aren't going to be able to pay their rent. Some people aren't going to be able to feed their families. You know, one of the things that I did do is we have six months of food here. I did that. We, we've got six months of food. We got six months of water. We can wipe our ass for six months. Beyond that, I, I don't want to be in the modern 2020 breadline where I have to right. print off a paper and a ticket and, you know, get that scan so I can go through the checkpoint and up to Walmart and then see what they have on the shelf. That That yeah. is nightmarish yeah. to me. Yeah, I mean, I, that's well, what I'm well, saying. From a social there. standpoint, where are we in 20, November 2020? If it stays like this, I mean, you're talking, you know, straight up kind of Thunderdome type shit, dude. I mean, unrest will have already been going on in the street six months down the line. You're, you're not wrong at all. I mean, well, here's the thing. We've kind of prolonged the prison break thing, where we're slowly letting prisoners out. But Iran let out 120,000 prisoners in two dumps. That's huge. Uh, in, a, in a state where people were going nuts about bail reform, can you imagine what happens when a CO who's only making 20 bucks an hour is surrounded by a bunch of people doing three to five years or five to 10 years that thought they were going to get out, but now they're getting sick and can't get the medical attention they want. Is he sticking around? Right. I don't think he is. And right. what right. do you do in that situation? I, I, I don't know. We're America. We have the largest prison industrial complex in the world. Um, I, I know that well, there's going to be prison, prison breaks. There's going to be, if this gets worse, there are absolutely going to be massive prison breaks. 
it's it's undoubtedly going to happen. They're, they're just they're going to lose their minds and they'll knock down walls. I mean, I I trained uh, prison guards who have you know law enforcement and, and stuff like that. I've had prison guards tell me about um, Pontiac, the riot in Pontiac at Pontiac Prison, where they literally the prisoners went through cinder block walls, knocked down wall after wall after wall after wall, and uh, that that was uh, obviously a long time pre uh, COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. When you I... got cops are saying, you know, not only are they releasing prisoners, they're saying we're not going to arrest you for X Y Z crimes. I mean, How can the court system's broken? Right? I mean, like, right now, again, this is a slow rollout. And I think kind of Trump is managing what he can. I, I, again, I don't think he's a bad guy, but I don't know that, you know, he gets past all this. Again, that's the other thing. The excuse um, to, to silence people has already kind of worked in government. Mike Lee, who's outspoken against war and uh, is outspoken for personal freedom and civil liberties and has been tweeting against some of this stuff, he's been in self-quarantine. Rand Paul tested positive, and then the media tried to spin it that he shouldn't even have had a test. Excuse me, if you're an asymptomatic carrier that is around literally hundreds of people every day, why wouldn't you want to get a test? But at the same time, you know, he can't vote on the on the floor, I believe, without physically being there. And look at the so, timing of that diagnosis, too. His dad just put out that coronavirus hoax video, which, uh-huh. you know, they took down. And then he did another one, which pretty much doubled down on it. And then a week later, a few days later, his son gets corona. Interesting timing. Could be nothing. Could be everything. You know, again, for how contagious it is and how many people are asymptomatic, I don't think um, I, I don't think it's that big a deal. And. It doesn't it doesn't matter at this point. Right. Because we're not going to test it right. We can't test it right. We, we can't do it right. The hysteria is here. The, the economy has essentially collapsed. Uh, the stock market, the way it was, will never be the same. We've already flooded it with, you know, digital currency that's worth nothing. Hmm. And who are we looking to? We're looking to unelected bureaucrats yes. and then their minion class, people like Cuomo that have lied on behalf of the establishment for years. You know, I, I, I right. get it. He's very comforting to watch. He reminds you of a lovable mob boss that you used to watch on HBO. I, I totally understand. But at the end of the day, he's selling you the same bullshit that the guy in California is going to sell you and the guy in Florida is going to sell you and the guy in Arizona is going to sell you and Nevada and so on and so on and so on. It's just going to be a slow rollout of telling you things that they want you to do, but then will be enforcing later. Well, now, at what point, though, do small business owners who are going to uh, die on the vine unless they reopen their businesses nationwide? We're talking about millions of businesses, not just millions of people. We're talking millions of businesses and tens of millions of jobs, people that depend on this. Eventually, uh, citizens are going to get pissed off enough and just say, you know what? We're opening this. We're opening this business. We have to stay alive. And you know what? It's it's a virus. People are going to die. We've dealt with them through human history over and over and over. Kiss my ass. I'm opening my business. And I got. I can't blame them. I can't blame well, them. Look at what and LA's doing. Do, They're shutting off the then power. Then do the brown shirts start shutting down the water yeah. and everything else? Because um, it you just you eventually, man, we're going to have a rub. That is going to be real serious. It's going to be real serious between between business owners and the government. 
It's a matter of time. Well, I think that's, that's where you're going to be coming to a head because, once again, not everything is closed, and they're still talking about telework, and very much you're going to need infrastructure. What's that infrastructure going to look like outside of those big box stores? Well, electric, Internet, water, the things that you can cut off not only from businesses but from individual people. Let's keep that in mind. Right. But then when they talk about a World War II-like effort and they show pictures of Rosie the Riveter, well, we don't have half the population at home. We've got a lot more than half the population at home, and most didn't prepare and can't feed themselves. So what are they going to do? They're going to go to these factories that are manufacturing or shipping the essential goods, and maybe we're not paying them in dollars anymore. Maybe we're paying mm. them in food rations. Right now, the United Kingdom, uh, Spain, and France are actually considering rationing food nationwide and nationalizing it. We have to look to those other first world nations that are already in motion to kind of see what the models may yeah. Supply chain shutting down, man. Supply chain shutting down. And that, when there's no more goods coming over from China, there's no more food being sent on, uh, you know, luckily we've got the truckers still moving. But uh, when I go back and I talk about businesses saying, you know what, screw this, we're reopening and making announcements on social media, things like that, that's when Facebook, Twitter, other things suddenly start going down, the internet going down, and to control the masses you know, with, with that. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say this, too. A lot of people don't know what... When, when Trump talks about depression, and you, know, you, could, you could talk about the depression of losing your business, all that other stuff, how about being confined to a space like a pet? Most people, including myself, I, I don't... I, until now, I wasn't really drinking coffee at home. I go out and get coffee. You know right. why? Because I like that social experience. I like to be around people. Right. And that's one thing. But you got to think, how many divorces are going to happen after this? <laughs> how many people have really spent a week nonstop with their wife for how Domestic long? Domestic violence. Domestic violence has to be going through the roof right now. That's another thing, sexual abuse, domestic violence. Um, people people aren't going to be able to live with their little lies. You know, the wife that sits there and drinks at home and pops pills, it <laughs> might not be as easy now that their husband's Jeez. not gone for 14 hours a day. You're not going to be oh, able to shit. have that affair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's crazy. <laughs> Aspect of this. No one's talked about the yeah. sex work. You know, I mean prostitutes, brothels, the porn industry, all that's basically illegal right now. You know? Yeah. Uh, and the porn industry itself is massive. It's massive. Just looking at New York City, and if you had shut down, I don't know, Madison Square Garden for a week, that would have been massive enough. Not Madison Square Garden, Broadway, the Barclays Center, and everything in between. Exactly. We haven't yet felt this. And unfortunately, Pat, I think that having infrastructure, in other words, Owning that piece of land or that building that you're running your small business out or even renting that part will be good at the end, but you will be beholden to whatever financial system they erect out of this. Absolutely. Mess. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't need to use necessarily need to use guns and, and chains to to enslave people. Obviously, we've seen that through history and a digital currency would certainly serve the purpose that they needed to serve. Well, as well as fear and that, you know, and that trauma based psychology that we talked about, scare the shit out of them and that will beg for the solution. Well, you know what? There you go. You know, that's one one of the other really big aspects that we need to talk about that 
Um, we haven't, and that's the human aspect other than being stuck with somebody. Those that will never physically see another loved one again is very, very real. Yeah, and if yeah. you think that you're getting this body back if they tested positive for COVID-19 or are suspicious, you're not. Mm. Now, just let's say your, your loved one dies of something completely different. You're going to have to postpone that funeral. You're going to have to wait for that grief all over again. But then with this disease or this infection or whatever virus you want to call it, they may only give you the option of a cremation of your loved one. That would be unheard of. Uh, I, I don't think people are really prepared um, for that aspect of it. And in this country, uh, I think we're, we're still only at, what, uh, several thousand deaths. When that's tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands, which has been projected by the American Health Association in leaked documents, things are going to change rather rapidly. Without a doubt. Well, and with you being in New York and obviously just doing the show you do, we're trying all the guests we've kind of had since we are going to be hunkered down for a while. If you don't mind, in a few weeks, month and a half maybe, as this does progress, come back on, tell us how it's unfolding on the boots on the ground there in New York. That would be fantastic, sir. Well, I, I would love to do that, and I'd love to get both of you guys on separately for a 15-, 20-minute segment of what's going on in your neck of the woods uh, via this sometime in the next week or two. That's fantastic, right, my man. Shout out. I can tell you the – Oh, go ahead, Chad. Go ahead. No, nope, go, go ahead, bud. I, I, just, I can just tell you the farmers are hurting right now because the prices are imploding for grain, for pork, for beef. Um, it's – it's it, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's going to be a real bad year. And it's only and, just and begun. That, you know, especially with the farmers and the produce, that they are maybe one of those silver linings where we do start growing things yes. and production. It's not just a niche industry of, you know, either you work for Monsanto and GMO, basically, you take their seeds and you're beholden to them, or you're in the organic market. But we do start having real farming, not just factory farming. We do start bartering with our neighbors. We do build more of a community. I mean, there are ways that hopefully we can turn a lot of these negatives into positives. Obviously, globalization and the fact that 90% of our goods are produced in China has now been exposed. So maybe, yeah. just maybe, we can have the resurgence of America. I'm not hopeful, um, but like you said, the human spirit's out there, and I think there's a chance that there'll be enough of an awakening and a revolt that maybe this doesn't go to where, you know, who I think the predator class sure. wants. Well, and as everybody, right. we start up, we start, we start up industry again here. We start producing our own shit. Yes. Well, and as everybody used the term reset, it's more going to be just, it's not just going to be social, political, and financial. I think we're all going to, like you just alluded to, Jason, your own, our own personal kind of reset where we, you know, realize, you know, how, how beholden we really are to the system and self sufficiency really needs, uh, we really need to start dusting off our self sufficiency uh, aptitude. So uh, shout out any social network and where can we track you down? Check your stuff out, my man. Yeah, of course. Uh, for those that are interested, they can always go to youtube.com slash uh, InfoWarrior. I think it's InfoWarrior. Yeah, InfoWarrior or Jason Burmis. You can just search me. Uh, join the Burmis Brigade, man. We're up to 44,000 yeah. subscribers. I'm hoping to get to 50, 100,000. And then I also do some exclusive stuff, and you guys should be doing this too, over at Rockfin. Uh, com, which is, you know, a, a network that has not censored me on anything. And I not only do exclusives, but post other stuff there. And what's really interesting about them is other than free thinking media, MMA, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and wrestling are the only things on there. You got people <laughs> like Astrin, so Sonin, Jordan Burroughs. Uh, and then for media, you got, you know, Ron Placone, Graham Elwood, others. I think uh, Conspiracy Farm would be an excellent addition, guys. So keep that in mind. 
Absolutely. Thank I appreciate you. I have to check into that. Jason Burmis, ladies and gentlemen, the Info Warrior. I appreciate your time, brother. Keep up the killer work. And honestly, I really do look forward to circling back and talk to you again here in a few weeks because, you know, this ain't going nowhere. So, um, again, thank you. Stay safe. Stay well, my friend. And uh, Patrick, love you, brother. As another one. Uh, love you, man. Great episode. Thank you, Jason. Absolutely. You, Peace and all kind of love, gang. Stay tuned. There'll always be more.